I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. All right, everyone, as we are getting that sorted out, I'm going to put my headphones on the right way and welcome you to the first ever Ranger Report podcast live event. Thank you guys very much for joining us. CJ, I believe, has got it figured out now. Let's get him unmuted. All right, CJ, you have a, it shows you as a speaker. Now. All right, welcome, guys, to the Ranger Report podcast first live event. And there, CJ, how's it going, man? My God. That was fun, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, now y'all got to listen to what me and Ben do before the, we do uh, our podcast every damn time. Except I muted it when all the cussing started. But now you guys can hear us live right here on the show. So welcome. Um, we are excited to have you with us. As always, we're brought to you by Walton's. Walton's everything but the meat. And, of course, you found us on Twitter. So I guess I don't need to give our Twitter handle, CJ. Uh, no, I think they, they figured out the, the twit machine. Yeah, I think they figured that out because here we are. So we are excited. Um, we have some news to tell you guys. Everyone already saw it earlier today. I know everybody here at least already saw it earlier today. But we have joined Dallas Sports Nation doing our podcast there, a, an accredited media organization, which means we will have a chance to interview bigger players, go to games and do stuff like that that we haven't gotten to do in the past because of the smallness of our organization. But now joining Dallas Sports Nation, CJ, is going to help us to uh, do do a lot more stuff, get a lot more interviews and cover a lot more stuff than we have in the past. Oh, yeah. And, and if y'all if y'all followed us over the past year since I rejoined in January, we've been serious about this. and we've We've attacked and attacked and attacked and gotten big name minor leaguers on. We just had Blaine Krim on. We've had Zach Ken on recently. We've had uh, we had Taylor Herr on. We had Eric Daydell on, Hall of Fame broadcaster. I mean, this thing just continues to grow. And then thanks, it's all thanks to the listeners that are um, contributing and, and getting our name out there. And we we cannot appreciate and, and thank y'all anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. You guys out there have been the ones that made this possible because our downloads are way up and that's how we got someone's attention and that's how we wound up getting this thing started and joining Dallas Sports Nation. So we should have media access next year. I say should, I'm pretty sure we will, uh, to the Rangers to get 
pretty much whoever we want that's willing to join us on the show. So you guys should be looking forward to 2022. CJ and I have a lot planned. Um, we have something else planned we're not going to talk about quite yet, but we're hoping that it can happen. So we've got a lot of things that should be great for the show, great for you guys as listeners, and great for everyone involved. I'm really excited about what 2022 is going to bring for the Ranger Report podcast. It's funny you talked about what we have lined up because uh, while I was trying to figure out my uh, uh, technological failure, uh, I got a text message from one T.R. Sullivan and he said uh, he's he's ready to come on next week. So All right, good. So our first guest in 2022 will be T.R. Sullivan. And we're going to have Jared Sandler on. Yep. Um, and we're going to try to do the best that we can to get some major leaguers on, although everything's been kind of mum right now because of the lockout. So, yeah, and we can't use the the uh, the media relations department to get a hold of major leaguers right now because they are not allowed to contact them. Nope, they are shut down. So right now we're waiting on that pain-in-the-ass uh, lockout to end. Yeah. And after that, we'll start kicking into high gear. And hopefully, well, I'm not going to say it because Ben and I will we'll, we'll announce that when the time <laughs> comes, hopefully. Yes. I'm spoiled it, Ben. But we do have, uh, we, we've been talking to several others. I'll drop some names. Ricky Vanasco is one that we're working on getting on the show. So hopefully we will get him soon. And there's a lot of others. But uh, also joining uh, uh, Dallas Sports Nation brings us a lot more stuff besides just that. So hopefully we'll have some people from there on as well. They've got some good writers over there at Dallas Sports Nation. One of them is going to come on with us sometime. One of the first few shows in the new year to kind of uh, tell you guys a little bit about the organization and talk a whole lot of Rangers with us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, getting a real, real introduction here. I mean, we, me and Ben agreed on this deal what two weeks ago? Two or three, yeah. And we've just been waiting and just waiting and waiting and waiting. Very impatiently, that. I might add. Very impatiently, Ben. Ben, <laughs> Ben. I'm a very, I'm a very impatient person. But Ben was actually more impatient than I was. I wanted to announce it, man. I was ready as soon as he told us we were good to go. I wanted to announce it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was too. But you know. Patience is a virtue or so the dumbasses say. Right? That's what people say, but I don't really know if it is or not. So, okay. Well, I wanted to start tonight with some podcast stuff. I wanted to give me and CJ's top three moments for our, for Rangers fans from 2021. So I put mine in order. I'll go with my number one first, and then CJ, you can go with your number one if you agree, disagree, whatever. So my first one was the way the minor leagues went this year. Every minor league team was in first place at some point except for the Hickory Crawl Dads. The Hickory... Uh, they started off horribly and then all of a sudden got hot when guys like Blaine Krim and and when Justin Foskey got healthy and they made the trades for Ezekiel Duran and Josh Smith and Trevor Halver and all of a sudden that lineup is loaded and they were it was about a month that they were just putting up ten to fifteen runs a game. Yeah, and we talked about that with Krim on the on the show the other yeah. day. But yeah, the uh and I mean Frisco finished in first place but still didn't make the playoffs. You know, down east made it to the playoffs. That was uh, so strange. That was so stupid. But Down East also made it to the playoffs. And then Round Rock didn't, but they were in first at some point. They wound up, I think, in third or fourth place, which, you know, they kind of they kind of fell off there at the end. But Frisco had a great year. They were bell to bell first place. Yeah, beginning to end. And, you know, we didn't know what to expect from Josh Young when he got healthy. And uh, we were excited to see Cole win and see what he would do. And then you had guys like in the bullpen like Joe Gatto and, and, and multiple others that were just lights out. And then you get Sam Huff healthy and all of a sudden Bubba Thompson is, was playing at a high level. Josh Stowers came, you know, after his slow start and his injury came back. 
Steel Walker was there for a little bit and then got moved to AAA. And uh, it, that was an exciting team to watch. And you got to see him personally. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I did. And the night I went, actually, when I when we talked to Krim the other day, was his opening night in Frisco, his first night in Frisco, where he struck out in his first at-bat and hit a long homer in his last at-bat. But they they were so fun to watch. Fast. That team is super fast. They have so much talent on that team. When you look at, uh, CJ already said, Bubba Thompson, Josh Stowers. And then, of course, for over half the season, they had Jake Latz and uh, Cole Wynn as part of the rotation, which was just amazing to watch those guys uh, pitch. Uh, the night I was there, it was uh, Cole Wynn's last night, I believe, to pitch before he got called up to Round Rock, and he was just pitching lights out. It was amazing to watch him. I was right behind home plate, so I could see the movement on his pitches, and it was amazing to watch that guy pitch. And you guys, if you haven't looked into Cole Wynn, I mean, he when when he moves up, you guys are going to be excited to see this guy pitch. Yeah, there's there's a lot of excitement with him, and then we're going to have Jack Leiter coming behind it. And, yep. and we, we'll, we'll try to speed this up a little bit, but yeah, I agree. Uh, that's my number one too, is, is what's on the farm. Yeah. What's and on the farm is the number one. What's coming. Um, and we, we covered them. We had multiple guys on, you know, Mason Englert was great too. And that's a guy yep. I want to pay attention to Jake Latz. That was my guy all year long, kind of the, under the radar, under the shadow of Cole Wynn type guy. But, you know, he ended up pitching the major league, major leagues, you know, he had one start and I thought he did fine. Um, he showed he wasn't afraid of it, but I mean, there's just, I mean, we can go on and on and on about the minor league players, but yeah, I, I completely agree. Number one, what what's in the farm system right now is the strongest that, and me and Ben agree on this, yeah. is the strongest it's been since we've been Rangers fans, yeah. which goes way back, way back. For sure. It definitely has been. All right. My number two I had was the surprise of Adolis Garcia. No one expected that. I mean, there's a reason he bounced around. There's a reason that he didn't make the team last year. No one expected Adolis Garcia to have the kind of year that he had, all the bombs that he hit, all the outfield assists once Joey Gallo left from right field and the ones he got from center. I mean, this guy came pretty much out of nowhere and just bombed the entire Major League Baseball with the way that he played this year. Well, his nickname's El Bombi. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and I, apparently that means, I think, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I think that means big head. So it wasn't that he was hitting bombs, it was he had a huge head. There was a lot of inconsistency there, but yeah. at the same time, it was his first full, first full big league season, which 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 happened with, I mean, just about everybody on the team last year. I mean, it was just a complete learning experience for everybody. So, uh, and, and Chris Halleck mentions this. We have we had him on. What was it? June. That you know, going into next year, he's still got a lot to prove. Yeah. He's got to prove that he's he's going to be a part of this thing moving forward. Uh, and and now there's a kind of a, I guess you can call it a logjam in the outfield because Bubba Thompson is now Rule Five eligible, and if he comes back, uh, he might be he might be ready to go. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Steel Walker's another guy to look at, maybe as a fourth outfielder. There's just so much down there. But yeah, Adolfo Garcia, we did not expect that. He gave the Rangers juice in May, in June. Yeah. And, and, and it's turned that game and uh, turned the Rangers game into an exciting game because he's very flamboyant and he's, he just shows his love for the game, which we love here. Cause we're used to seeing that from Elvis Andrews. Yep. And, and Adrian Beltre. And so to see him just go out there and enjoy playing the game and man, he's got a rocket for an arm and that one home run was late in the season that he robbed reaching over the bullpen. Yes. The, Guy is an outfield asset, and 
the Rangers, you say what you want about they, how they were last year overall. When it came to speed in the outfield and taking outs away, the Rangers were probably top five. Yes, especially when Gallo and Garcia were both here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't run on those guys. No. All right, and then number one, I had it, and this is no big surprise, CJ was the $500 billion day. Yeah, uh, you uh, you were pretty skeptical about it, and when the Gallo trade happened, you were mad. I was. Um, and you wanted to see, and we both did, want to see them put their money where their mouth is, and yeah. Over five hundred million to five hundred and twenty-five, I believe. Yes, and yeah, and, and that was a flurry right before uh, the lockout happened. And from what we're hearing from our sources, yeah, I got to say it like that because, <laughs> like, well, you know, but no, we do, we do have sources close to the Ranger report that are telling us that they're not done. And once the lockout ends, there's going to be another flurry of action. And it, and Jeff Wilson said that the lockout, he's hoping. That and, and what they're aiming at is like a February deadline. Yeah, and it's, actually, everyone I'm reading and everyone I've been talking to seems to think that the talking is going to start back up probably right after the new year, early January, and hopefully they think that they're going to want to get it sorted out before the end of January because they don't want to be left without with losing any games because if they lose games, then owners lose money, players lose money, and neither side right. wants to lose money. Well, and I'm with I'm with John Moore when we had the Texas Rangers baseball podcast on. I, you know, we were both pissed off that they're not, you know, before the holiday, they're not in the meeting room right then, right now. Yeah, and it was just like how oh, we can push this off. Well, you got like 85 percent of the free agents available. Some huge names too, huge names. Not just you know, there's 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 middle of the road guys that are going to get signed, and they're waiting for their market to get set from the other big names to sign. So there's a whole lot of dominoes that go into that. And um, so, yeah, I, I just completely agree with John that, you know, they need to be in the damn, in the damn meeting room or on the phone or on zoom or whatever the hell it is they got to do now. Yeah. And, and be talking about this and, and getting this settled because there's a lot of money on the table. There is a and ton of money on the table. There's a load of money, dude. So now I, I I can't agree. I can't, or I can't disagree with your top three. I am. We don't argue very much. I we don't. We need. We need to work on that next year. You need to have worse opinions. Start calling you a. Well, I almost said it. <laughs> Keep it clean. Oh, by this the way, at any point, clean. if you guys have a question, go ahead and raise your hand. Um, this is this yeah, is a free. This is a free forum. We're talking back and forth like we do on the show, but you guys are here too. So if anyone has a question, feel free to raise your hand, interrupt us, and ask a question because maybe. Maybe people that listen to this would actually like to hear voices other than mine and CJ's. Yeah, and we're doing this for y'all. We want to get y'all's feedback. If y'all have a question about anything, if you want to tell us we suck, fine. <laughs> uh, go ahead and tell us we suck. But if you tell us we suck, you better come educated with it because I uh, was raised in a very smart-ass family. <laughs> I'm ex-military, and I have a college education. So if you're going to call us shitty, you better bring your A game because if, if you want to try to troll us, I will take out a battle axe and cut you in half. <laughs> so, I don't think I don't think we're going to get trolled. Just just my opinion. But anyway, I mean, no, I think 
think the listeners we have here are very good. I, from the ones I see, we, we interact with them. We do, yeah. And thank you guys again for joining us. This is this is fun for me and CJ, and we wanted to try a live one. Our goal and plan is next year to do a monthly live show, something that we can get into every single month, and to have you guys on to ask us questions and to make comments and just sort of join in with the conversation that you guys are listening to each week, which we greatly appreciate. But we want we want interaction and we were trying to find a way to do it. And then when I saw this, uh, this Twitter spaces thing, and then Chris Halleck did one and, and CJ and I joined it just to kind of listen to it. I thought this is something that I want to do. This is something I'd like to do and do like a live broadcast once a month to kind of uh, see if you guys like it, how it goes and all that kind of stuff. So we've got, uh, we've got a question coming in here. Dr. Mo. All right, so I have to ask this question because um, you know, we're all excited about uh, the Ranger Killer retiring today. And uh, so my question is, I'm um, aside from Kyle Seeger, if you could choose any other Ranger Killer um, in in Rangers history that you were really excited when they retired, who would it have been? That's a really good question. I mean, uh, back before he joined the Rangers, I would have said Vlad Guerrero because he murdered the Rangers as well. But the one I could think of right now, although I don't want him to retire because I like him so much, is uh, Mike Trout has been a bit of a Ranger killer over the years. And man, and he's going to be there forever. So, you know, if he would go ahead and go to the National League or retire early, that that wouldn't hurt my feelings as a Rangers fan, but it would hurt my feelings as a baseball fan. And I'm going to go back. The uh, mid '90s, when the Rangers were actually contending and they were making the playoffs for the first time, uh, made it three times and with three years, three years, three or four years, there was always one guy that played for the the Angels, of course, that killed the Rangers, and that was Tim Salmon. Yep, and he just raked against the Rangers. I mean, just killed us. I think his batting average was three eighty seven against the Rangers, and he had, I mean, the numbers were ast- astronomical. And then Vlad Guerrero came up. Uh, came on the scene and broke all Tim Salmon's records against the Rangers. So I'd, I'd start with Tim Salmon, but yeah, Vlad Guerrero was definitely one of them, and, and Mike Trout's another one, and Shohei Otani. Luckily, we've been <laughs> able to tell him, but that, I don't know how long that's going to last. That dude's good. But yeah, with me, it'd be Tim Salmon to start. When I was younger, I was about 10 years old uh, when Tim Salmon started kicking our ass. So <laughs> um, yeah, good question, Doctor. All right, Sean, I see you have a question. Uh, just going along with that, uh, Cole Calhoun. I remember him. Uh, every time he came up to bat when when he was with the Angels, I, I hated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm super excited, of course, with Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, John Gray. But Cole, Cole Calhoun, I think he's going to be pretty good for us. Yeah, I would agree 100% with that. I think Calhoun was kind of an underrated signing because I believe that Calhoun um, is going to be much better than than people think he's going to be. I think he still has stuff left in the tank because he's not an everyday player and he knows it. So when he gets in games, I think he's going to be smashing the ball like crazy. And I, I am really looking forward to see. I mean, obviously, I'm really looking forward to Simeon and, and Seager, like you said, Sean. But also seeing Calhoun, I think he's going to make a big difference on the team. I mean, We'll talk about this in a little bit. I don't think they're going to the playoffs in 2022, but I still think Calhoun makes a big difference on this team, and I think they might re-up him for 2023 as well. Yeah, and then Cole Calhoun was one of those guys. I mean, it, it sucks because, you know, when, when I was growing up, I hated the Mariners. I hated Randy Johnson. I hated Jay Buhner. I hated Ken Griffey Jr. I hated Joey Cora and Omar Mescal and Tio Martinez and Mike Blowers. I couldn't stand those guys. Um, of course, I was a kid, so I didn't know what respect meant. 
you know. Now, if I was, if they were playing when I was older as I am now, I probably would respect the hell out of them. Still hated them, but yeah. Now, started hating the Angels because <clears throat> they'll go and blow out all this, all this money. They got C.J. Wilson from us. They got Josh Hamilton from us, which good riddance, whatever. Um, and so they were, and then they went and got Albert Pujols and um, just blowing all this money to contend with us, and they still couldn't beat us. Um, but there's there's so many players on the Angels that I've always respected. Mike Trout's number one. Shohei Otani, I I love Shohei Otani. Yeah. I, and now to go to answer your question, Sean, um, Cole, How, Cole Calhoun fits that description too. He's a guy that he's just a ball player, and you had even though he's playing with a team that you hate, you had to respect him because he's a ball player. And now we get to pull that guy from the Angels. And and put him in our right field, and it just depends on how he, you know, bends bends on something. They could extend him. It just depends. Um, I have another theory uh, about his one year deal, which we can get into later. But I'm 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 happy to have Cole Calhoun going to be playing right field or left field. That depends, uh, you know, how they figure that out. I think you've been you can you can help me with this one. Who has the better arm in right field, Cole Calhoun? Or Adoles Garcia. Oh, Adoles Garcia, I believe. Okay, so then Cole Calhoun should go to the left. Probably, but we'll see how that works. I think we have another question from someone that we might know. <laughs> I was just saying World Series are bust. I don't know what you're talking about. No playoffs. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's great, John. <laughs> hey, Cole Calhoun's a poor man's Rusty Greer. Dirty uh, uniform uh, all yep. the time. And I love he that put up, he never put up numbers that 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 Rusty Greer did. No. But for his age and where he's at now and what he's coming here to do, this is a great signing. I mean, he's like to, to the Angels, he was kind of like a Rusty Greer. He was out there running into walls, slamming into stuff, you know, doing stuff. Every time you ever saw him, he had a dirty uniform. And yes, him and Chu Freeman used to kill the Rangers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember Chu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would he'd hit one hundred against everybody and then go six for six in a series. Well, Chris Davis is the same way too. Yeah, Crush yeah. Davis. Yep. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, Crush. Or not Crush. Chris. Sorry, wrong. Wrong. Davis. Crush didn't hit for the Rangers at all. Chris Davis with the K is the one that with the A's. He could be batting 0.98 on the season, but he'd still hit five bombs in a three-game series against Texas. And go down and get a slider that was bouncing off the ground and yeah. hit 400 feet. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. John, thanks for joining us, buddy. Well, no problem. I thought I'd come in and listen to this. I think Jeff and I are planning on doing one of these, so I wanted to uh, to see how this goes. I, I went on with Chris that day and talked a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, this had, is your show. I'm just here. We had a little trouble at the beginning, but once we got started, this has been really fun. I would I would definitely recommend it just because I want to join you guys too when you do it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's oh, a great way to interact. Fun. Yep. Yeah, Thank and it's, it's the everybody one thing the one thing I always found missing in podcasting is, you know, people listen, people leave comments, but you can't actually talk to them while you're doing the show. So I really enjoy the fact on something like this now, I'm glad that Twitter started this because on something like this, you can actually interact with people that listen to your show. Yeah, instant feedback for the people that hate you. Yeah, which uh, that's even better for them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to type angrily. They can actually yell at me in person. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all that um, are listening and and. and maybe missed that one episode. One of the funnest episodes that we had all year was with the Texas Ranger baseball podcast. And John called awesome on chemo. And still the best uh, comment of the year. <laughs> That's your beard growing skills. 
Yeah, if you guys haven't seen I Am Santa Claus, if you guys haven't seen me, so you can go over to uh, BDeater75, my personal account, and my picture is me. Uh, right after I was finished on Christmas, I was really tired after delivering, delivering all those presents, so it was a long night. Me and John and, and Jeff and, and Ben, we give each other a lot of shit, but we actually really support each other. I mean, that's why John's on here right now uh, talking <laughs> with us, and, and yeah, we give each other a lot of shit, and I always say we're rubbing paint, and it's... Uh, <laughs> And it's like Richard Petty, the old good old days of NASCAR, Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt scrap and paint, right? Oh, yeah. We're actually Kyle Petty trying to uh, scrape paint with Dale Earnhardt, but we're only scraping paint with you because we're trying to keep you from lapping us. We're trying to stand on the That's a... I, that's a little flattering. <laughs> well, and, and to be to be a hundred percent to be hundred percent honest, you know, if you guys are doing well, we're probably doing well also because you know we're not like you said. Uh, we texted about it, and you said you know we're not competing for a time slot. We're both on at three o'clock Eastern on you know Wednesdays. We're, we're people can listen whenever, and so the more Rangers coverage I can get, you know, I love it. The more I listen to it, I even tweeted at you guys the other day. You needed to hurry up because I finished all your episodes. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what's actually good. The reason I, I listen, I love to listen to other podcasts, and the reason is, as you're going along, you hear a different perspective, and you're like, "Holy crap! I never thought of that." You know, wow, I, that's a that's a good idea. And I've, you know, and from being in a press box too, you hear it from the writers, and you read the different writers. They all have differing opinions on who they think will be what and what will happen after the, you know, after the, but uh, after this lockout ends. But you know, y'all said that earlier. My understanding is Marcus Simeon uh, alluded to the fact that, you know, he's the player representative for the union. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he thinks they're going to start talking next week. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you and I both said they, they need to be sitting in a freaking room somewhere right now. And this little standoff they're doing, this is ridiculous. Get in a room, lay out something and, and, and just lay it out and say, we're not going to do it without this. And if you aren't going to do it without that, then let's let's start there and see what the heck we're talking about. Because yeah, you, uh, you you and I, John, are on the same wavelength. Quit doing the pissing contest and just get the deal, damn deal done. Right. There's there, you're, you're you're both going to break somewhere. You're going to have to break somewhere. So let's lay it on the table right now and start breaking somewhere. Okay, we agree on this. Agree on this. Agree on this. Where are we the furthest apart? And let's and let's compromise and make it work. Because man, look, you know the players have a grievance and I get it. The owners want to keep more of their money. I get it. But the truth is none of you are going to make a dime if you don't start the season on time. Exactly. Exactly. And the longer this drags out, the more people get ticked off. I think we all got to remember that. So we have another, another question in here, I believe. Let's go. Yeah. I, I got a quick question for y'all just like as a casual fan, but uh, what do y'all, what are y'all's hopes and expectations kind of for uh, Jack Leiter joining the, uh, the starting pitching group? Uh, great question. I think you don't see lighter next year. In my opinion, I think you see lighter in 2023. I don't think this will be his first year of professional baseball. I think they want him to stay in the minor leagues for the entire time. I think they want him to, uh, now I think he'll move up the ranks pretty quick and you never know. But in my opinion, I don't think he's going to see any major league time this year, but I think he is going to be fast tracked for sure. I think 2023 is the, what they want to see when they want to see Jack lighter in Texas, CJ. Yeah, with his talent, uh, it's not going to take him long. I expect him to carve up. I think they're going to, from what I'm saying, John might have helped me with this, but it sounds like they're going to start him at high A and and then maybe double A. 
Yeah, that's what I that's what I expected before. He's twenty one. Look, he's twenty one. He's he pitched one hundred and ten innings last year. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in Vanderbilt, it's not like he's you know coming from high school where he threw you know forty innings and you know the, it's something like that. So he at a high level too went to the College World Series, played oh, in it. So so he's he's got he can go a hundred innings at least. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think I think if his spring training goes like. You would think, I think he's going to start at double A. I think the talent level at double A, they're probably going to throw him right into double A. He's faced close to that in college. Um, maybe, maybe high. He might start at Hickory, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if he started it at double A. If he ends up in the major leagues next year, there's only one reason. It's a good reason. Yep. And that, and that good reason is because the Rangers are contending towards the end of the season. Um, they've got a wild card spot they're actually in, and they need an arm, and he's an arm. And that's the only reason other than that, he, if they're not in it, he is not going to be here. I don't care if he's got a 0.0 ERA in AAA. He's not going to come to the major leagues in 2022. No, he's not. And my contention is the reason I'm thinking he's going to start in high hickory is because he pitched over a hundred innings in college and got no action, no pro action. So they might try to give him a couple weeks, you know, like two, three starts in IA and then bump him up. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's very possible. We have to see what they do in spring training. I'm assuming in spring training he's going to get some major league innings uh, just to kind of get a feel for he is. I don't know if he's going to start a game, but he probably, you know, they'll, you know how they do it. They'll yeah. get three starters to go a day and go, you go two, you go two, you go two, and and do that so they can prepare like they're starting for, for a game. I, I would assume that even though he may not be invited to spring training, major league roster, they always slide guys over. Wouldn't surprise me if they said, Hey, we want you to pitch a couple innings, you know, Wednesday against the Giants or whatever, and just go out there and pitch a couple innings. Depending on what he does against that talent, which you've got not only major leaguers in spring training, but you've got minor leaguers who are invited. If he holds his own and does well, it it would probably be double A. That, that's what my guess would be. But if he's, you know, it, look, it's it's an acclamation, it's a different ball. I know everybody thinks the baseball is the same, but there's a little bit different uh, grips. Teams, on. teams are different. Yeah. So little seam different. So he, he's got to get used to that ball. Although his dad was a, what, 20 year major leaguer. I'm sure he's had plenty of major league baseballs to throw around. So, yeah. Um, and get, and get used to, but I would guess it would be double a, but uh, you know, high a, it wouldn't surprise me. And he, and he could have a great spring and still just go to high. A and they just say, Hey, like you said, let's get a start or two just to, to do it. But, High A's now is Hickory, and it's, um, you know, it's, I think Down East is a prettier stadium and all of that, so uh, they may just want to get him in that pretty ballpark up in Frisco. I agree with everything you guys said on that, and I think the Rangers want him to progress pretty quickly and be ready to go, because once he gets to AAA, he'll be seeing basically major league guys. Yeah, yeah, he will, and um, it's, it's, the thing is, the glory of what next year is, is they've already made it's very clear they don't intend to contend because there's so many things that have to go right in order for that to happen. And, and I wrote this in an article the other night on therangerreport.com. You can go on there and read it. Um, there's so many things that have to happen, but this could be that 2009 Rangers team too yeah. that outkicks expectations and you know contends for maybe a wild card. Don't hope for that, you know. And I'm gonna we'll, we'll talk about this on the podcast when we start doing our predictions because Ben loves predictions. I love predictions. Um, right before, uh, but we'll, hopefully, we'll be in spring training when we have this conversation. But 
I'm hoping for 80 wins. All right, we and, got we got Sean with his hand raised again. Go ahead, go ahead, John. I just got a quick question, but uh, first of all, while while John's on here, I just wanted to say I hope Kevin's doing good. Uh, I love seeing the updates on him, and uh, that's that's awesome that he's doing so much better. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Um, the the question I had was, in y'all's opinion, do you think is IKF is he does he have more value as a like a super utility or do you foresee him maybe being put into a trade for some big player? Anything like that? Uh, CJ, I'll uh, let I'll, you start I'll, with this one. I'll, yeah, I'll start with this one, John, and, and I'll let we'll let Ben go, and then John, you can you can chime in, okay? Um, y'all, y'all go first. This is your show. Uh, that's that's the thing that I'm waiting to see because <laughs> it's you don't only have with the two signings at shortstop and at second base with Simeon and Seeger. That's kind of blocking guys like IKF and Andy Abanez and Nick Solak. So I think a trade's going to happen and that one or possibly two of them will be a part of a trade to bring in somebody. And I'm, I'm just going off a hunch. I don't have any sources that are telling me this, but maybe a Cincinnati Reds trade for a pitcher. Um, we'll have to see. But IKF, he can play every position, and so can Andy Abanez. And Solak has value in the outfield, too, because if y'all remember, when he first came up, he was playing in the outfield. And he was made a second baseman this past year. So there's, there's a log jam there, too, because you got three guys there, and there's only two spots, if you really want to look at it that way. But Andy Abanez, Andy Abanez can play first, second, third, and short. So with IKF, I mean, that's a great question, dude. Um, I haven't heard anything, John. I don't know if you've heard anything, but you know, since everything's been so mum, um, I would imagine that one or two of those are used in a trade piece right when the lockout ends. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, and my thought on that is a little different. Now, my thought on that is with Josh Young, I think a lot of people think he's going to be the starting third baseman at the beginning of the season, as did I, but I'm starting to change my mind on this and I'm in the middle of writing something about it. They'll have up in the next few days, but I believe that they want an extra year of control on Josh young in order to do that. He doesn't need to start in the major oh, leagues this year. Give him, the, give him the Chris Bryant treatment. Yep. I think, I think they will actually keep him. and maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're going to want that extra year of control on Josh young. And uh, I think that IKF is going to start as the third baseman and then get traded at some point during the season. John, what do you think? Well, we got to let the CBA get sorted out before the whole extra year thing goes out. That's part of the thing they're yeah. doing is they're trying to negotiate in that what happens on on service time. A lot of manipulation uh, used to, you know, in, in that service time doing that. Everything that I've understood coming into this year was going to be that Josh Young was going to be the, the starting third baseman coming in. Uh, in this next year coming into 2022 that he's the starting third baseman. Now, with that being said, with the moves they've made and we still got to see what they do, you know, after the lockouts over, he's going to, if he has a great spring and he proves he's there, I don't think they're going to slide him down and, and put IKF there. I think they want Josh Young to seize the job. Now, if he has a spring like he did last year, and if y'all don't remember his spring last year was amazing. He yeah. was in the big league camp. It was incredible. In fact, there was even talk that he might break camp last year as the third baseman 
that's how good he was in spring training last year before he hurt his foot. And then when he came back and what he did this year, there was no reason to bring him up this year to keep that, especially since they knew they had some tough choices to make in adding people to the 40-man roster this offseason. They don't have to add him to the 40-man roster, so they needed that spot. So it's going to be a last-minute decision. And, you know, if he gets if he gets makes this team, he won't be added to the roster till right before opening day because they'll have roster moves to make. My guess is he starts the year in big leagues. I think IKF, if he's moved, he's the most valuable of the three that you're talking about uh, because of his versatility. Um, but, you know, I, I've heard people talk about IKF on a deal with Joey Gallo. It's I wouldn't trade IKF straight up for Joey Gallo. I mean, Gallo's a free agent after the end of this year. Um, we can, you know, you can sign him in the off season if you really want him. Um, so, you know, IKF's got value. I mean, that guy's got some value and I would want a little more. I mean, you know, coming back from that. Um, so I would guess, look, he's, he's the most valuable on this team as a super utility guy. That's where he's got the most value. Spelling everybody once a week, getting maybe four or five starts, maybe even DH is some. I know that's hard to imagine. He doesn't have the power, but the guy's a leadoff hitter. He could be the leadoff hitter. Um, but if he's starting at third base opening day, it just means Josh Polly either had an injury or didn't have a great spring. And why not let him go down and hit some more at Triple A? Yeah, well, and I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm on. I want to say one thing before we turn it back over to to the uh, the listeners. Uh, to see if anybody has a question, comment, or anything. The, the theory that I had with Cole Calhoun's one-year deal is guess who's a free agent next year? Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. And, and John, it, it rarely happens. And then I like how you talked about the super utility thing because Andy Ibanez is the same thing. So you got two of them now. Yeah, but Ibanez's defense at shortstop and second isn't near as good no, as at third and first. So that's that, – that's, that's kind of where that dude though can hit a ball. That's the yeah. Thing. Y'all go to Scott. He's been, I see he's got his hand raised. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Thanks, gentlemen. Um, CJ kind of alluded to it just not too long ago, but I saw um, earlier on Twitter that Nolan posted something about with Seeger retiring that maybe Kershaw might follow suit if he doesn't want to go back to the Dodgers. So I was just kind of wondering what your guys' thoughts on were, uh, on that were. And if we don't end up landing Kershaw, would you think we would trade for maybe a Sonny Gray type pitcher or something like along those lines? I like what you're thinking. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? I'll start with this one. So, yeah. Cool. Um, Kershaw, I want to come here. I just don't think at this point that he's going to leave the Dodgers. I could be wrong. I know Seager's trying to get him here, and I know that now it looks like it might be more likely. I don't know. My gut tells me he's not going to come here because I think all of us want him to come here so bad, I think. My gut tells me. I don't know, though. But I would love to have him on a one- or two-year deal. You know, helping out these young pitchers would be fantastic. But I do think, and I had this on the list to talk about, I do think we're going to pick up one or two more, you know, middle-of-the-line starters, not – they're not going to spend a lot of money on pitching this year. They spend it on on hitting, obviously. But I think that uh, I think there's a chance Kershaw comes here. But my gut tells me it's not going to happen. CJ. No, I I agree. Um, I think uh, that's a great question, and I like your input there, Scott, because I'm I'm on board with what you're saying about the trade for Sunny Gray, and it's not just Sunny Gray uh, that they're looking at with the Reds. Uh, uh, his name is blanking me. John, help me out. Who's the other pitcher that they're looking at here? Oh, they've got. Uh, oh, dude, you don't bring me into this. Yet. <laughs> yeah, is it is it Castillo? Castillo, there you yeah, go. Castillo's one, but Thank the other Scott. one's is it Mall? Uh, 
the they've got the one that's even better than him. I off the top of my head, you if you hadn't asked Wait, me, I'd probably blurt it out. Um, Sunny Gray is the most likely. Yeah, yeah, I I I can totally see that. Um, I, I could totally see a trade, and I really think, uh, from what I'm hearing, that talks were happening, and they wanted to make it happen before the lockout happened, and it just didn't work out because they couldn't agree on the prospects. Those those talks will resume. I think we lost CJ there for a second, but yeah, the talks will resume. I do think, though, to answer your question totally, that they will add another pitcher at least between now and the start of the season. I don't know who that's going to be, but I'll tell you what, Kershaw would be a really, really good one to add. I would not complain about that. And and the reason he didn't already re-sign with someone is he wants to make sure he's healthy uh, before he signs with anybody. Yeah, that was that was that's where he's being classy about it. He's He's going to make sure his elbow's good. If he if his if his elbow's healthy, I think he's going to go to to the Dodgers first, and that's his first choice. Um, although they did just have a baby, and they do live here in Dallas, uh, but I think he would like to go back. Look, he's at the back end of his career. Um, if he came here, it's just because the Dodgers showed no interest. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing. It, it, they're they're going to get first shot, and he would probably look at them uh, the, the rangers would have to blow away what the dodgers would offer i just don't think it's worth it to do it i like him love to have him but i i think he's going to the dodgers if he plays yeah i do too and you know you sound like me because i keep going back and forth you know on uh, on whether i i think he's going to come here or not i keep arguing with myself about it basically which is always you know <laughs> i do that with everything anyway but i argue with myself about it like oh look at that this is this and this but i think it'd be great if he came but i'm not expecting it i agree with you i think he gives the dodgers the first shot so uh cj i believe we lost his connection which tells me yeah. it's getting but close to, to answer time. your question yeah yeah what you said what you said there uh uh ben they are going to get two more pitchers somewhere yeah. Yeah, whether it's they, they need two more pitchers, um, and and they need guys that are kind of like a Jordan Lyles, sort of like a uh, what they did. Hopefully, they can hit on a Gibson, or you know, like they did on a Gibson or whatever. They need to get two guys in here to eat some innings and and hold the and hopefully have those guys that are going to be probably down at AAA, uh, ready to go and come up. Cole wins the one that'll probably make his big league debut this year at uh, some point. Yeah. Um, and, but, but there's no sense rushing those guys up because they, they're going to be on, uh, inning counts. So yes, two, two veterans are going to come here. Probably not very, they're not going to be big, big names. Like you're seeing on the big names that are going to be signed after this trade deadline or after this lockout, they're going to be bats. Uh, I think they're still going to go out and get one more good bat. Well, and I, I want to, well, it, First, I'm going to open the floor real quick. And sorry, I my phone crashed on me. So I was ah. in the midst of <laughs> Yeah, I knew you just disappeared. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I just go <laughs> like friends. Um, Come on, possum. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I could always ask, you know, of your all-time favorite Rangers great, is it Mickey Tettleton or is it Mickey Tettleton? <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before. So, Dr. Mole is a huge Mickey Tettleton fan. I, I didn't get that. Huge. Yeah, in case you just like, didn't, didn't figure that out. Nonstop. <laughs> never going to get over the fact that Mickey Tettleton ever had to retire. <laughs> Have you met him? Um, uh, it, only in my dreams, my friend. Only in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big man. I've, I've, I've met Cal Ripken. That was a big man. And I it was when I was a little bitty boy. And I cut in line to get his autograph 
uh, I was about five years old and I remember it. And some dude knocked me into Cal Ripken and I grabbed his pants <laughs> self up and he picked me up and he had that dude thrown out. He's like, no, you get out of the line. Awesome. That's so a good, that's a good Cal Ripken story. My dad just like grabbed me and he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's been, uh, since you're the, you're the bus driver here, I'm going to let you start with, uh, who your favorites are. You want to go top three? Hey, the Dr. Mold, do you have a top three? I think all three is Mickey Mickey Tettleton. All Mickey Tettleton? Yeah, all Mickey Tettleton. No, I I would say Mickey Tettleton. uh, So, uh, you guys, I liked, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm tough, right? So I've always liked the scrappers. I'm uh, being four foot 11. I I have my own little uh, uh, bias there. So, you know, I like like David Holst and I'm. Oh, that's yeah. So I uh, in I'm, you know Kevin Elster. Uh, you know I like some of the guys that we didn't always see. Wow, I, I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> old school bombs on us. Woo, look at no that kidding, guy. that's good stuff right there. That that. Did you have a crush on Jeff Kunkel too? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Elster. He, you know, uh, hey, I can share the love for sure. <laughs> Played a golf tournament with David Hulse. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Elster, he had his best year in 1996, the, range, the first Rangers playoff appearance when Juan Gonzalez got hurt, and Kevin Elster hit 24 home runs uh, yeah. in nine spots. John Wetland. Yeah. And John, uh, we don't look, talk much about him. <laughs> Not anymore. But, you know, Kevin Elster was in, uh, what was that movie, Little Big League? Yep. Yep. Kevin Elster was in that one. Uh, yeah, no, Kevin Elster and Mark McLemore, they had a very good relationship. And then uh, the Rangers spent all that money. They let Daryl Hamilton go, who was a center fielder and leadoff hitter. He was awesome. He was good. And they let them go to save money to sign John Wetland and uh, ended up having to trade Dean Palmer to Kansas City to get Tom Gooden because they had no leadoff hitter. And Tom uh, Gooden was a good one. Tom Gooden was very good. Uh, so, all right. All right, CJ, go ahead while you're talking, go ahead and go with your top three. Top three, uh, number one, Michael Young. Number two, Nolan Ryan. Number three, Pudge Rodriguez. That is, that is very, very, very close to my top three, but not exact. I have, uh, number one, Michael Young. Number two, Pudge Rodriguez. And number three, Adrian Beltre. So John, John, who would your top three be? Well, my number one's easy. It's it's Beltre. Uh, that guy's what he did on the field and and kind of the way he was and and I. So being in the media, I never was there when Beltre was playing, but talking to everybody that I know in the press box, they freaking loved him. They said and him and Elvis. They just said they were two of the best guys ever to deal with. But my top three, I like Beltre. I've always liked Beltre. I mean, that guy played hurt in the playoffs against Toronto. Yeah, he had one barely get to first base. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm old, old, old school. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Rusty Greer. Uh, oh yeah, I know Rusty personally. I've gotten to meet him from the old pod, and he, you know, we're still t- he texted me when Kevin was going through his stuff and all of that. So I and I love Rusty in that. But when I was a kid, my I mean, when I was young, my favorite player of all was, was, was Jeff Burroughs or Mike Hargrove. I mean, those are the guys that, that I would go when I was a kid and go watch, Hey, I'm a guy, I'm old. I mean, I saw Hank Aaron hit a home run in, in the old Arlington stadium. So, 
Uh, but Jeff Burroughs and Mike Hargrove and Toby Hara, those guys were like, they're, they're, they're all tied for third. They, I just loved those old days when I would go out there because they'd go to Sears and sign autographs and just talk to you because like 20 people would go get an autograph because no, they, they weren't on TV or all that. You barely see them. You just listen to the radio and go watch them. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, those those definitely were the good old days. But as we wrap yeah. it up here, this is this is close to the end. If anyone else yeah. wants to chime in with their top three, we we would take it. Yeah, I am too. This has been this has been everything I hoped it would be. This has been a lot of fun. We've gotten good interaction. We've had some great Rangers conversations, and especially as next season rolls in, spring training starts. Man, these are going to get really, really, really fun. But we wanted to try it out here before 2022. So if it sucked, then we weren't going to say we were going to add it in 2022. Yeah, does anybody want to raise their hand? Give us any last thoughts and last questions. Up, oh, we got one. Go ahead, Scott. What you got? So I'll go ahead and say my top three. Um, and. I'll add a fourth one in that might be controversial. Um, you guys can let me know. But I would say Adrian Belcher would be number one, and then Nolan, and then Michael Young. The fourth one, I don't know if you would necessarily count him as a Ranger, but it would be Sammy Sosa. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was a Ranger. He came back and, and hit his 600 home run with us. So He yeah. did, and I was so mad because I was there the night he hit 599, and I, I didn't go back the next <laughs> night or whenever he hit 600, I was like, please, please, please hit it tonight. And he, he, he only got to 599. What a small number. I actually have, go ahead, Scott. I actually have a, um, a PSA nine card of Sammy Sosa with his Rangers debut. Oh, cool. So he's, he's one of my favorite ones. I remember his debut. I mean, he was all hyped when he came up that year. He, and and play that but he's always going to be in my mind and it's always going to stink to me that we gave him away for harold freaking baines in yeah. about three months yep 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 i was about to bring that up <laughs> not uh, a good trade no things <laughs> and, and we made a few mistakes like that uh back in those days making bumhead trades yep. eric Nadell mentioned a bunch of them when we had him on yep. the podcast a bunch of them and oh, yeah. holy crap how many times did the rangers just poop on themselves with trades back when they should be contending and they're, they're not. Well, they used to give players away until they made that deal that year for Rafael Palmero and yeah. Julio Franco. Yeah. Before that, every trade they got, they got hosed on. Yeah. That, that so was kind of their to, thing. Yeah. Ron Darling. All right. Well, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. Thank you all very much for joining us, listening and uh, interacting with us. I think this was a success. So we will do these starting in 2022. We'll do these once a month. We'll announce them as far ahead of time as we can to let you guys know when we're going to have them. So everybody, thank you for joining us tonight. John, CJ, thank you for uh, helping co-host. Even though John didn't plan on it, we kind of forced him into it. (laughs) Hey, y'all will be on when we do one. Jeff and I are going to try to get one together. Oh, we'll be there for sure. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.